0: This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. I'm Chris Hurdy. Today we'll discuss the GOP's removal of a major consumer protection, New York's plan to ditch the MetroCard, and we'll hear from Munchies editor-in-chief Helen Holliman on her new cookbook. It's Thursday, October 26th. Munchies has some big news. They've just published their very first cookbook, based on the Vice web series Chef's Night Out. The book features stories of the world's best chefs' debauched nights on the town and recipes for the food they cook to soak up the booze afterwards. Here's one of the creators, Helen Holliman, speaking with Vice Executive Editor Dori Carr-Harris about the new cookbook.
2: I'm sitting here looking at your beautiful Munchies cookbook that has just launched. How did that come about?
1: So... Munchies actually started as a show on vice.com years ago, and it became a really successful show. The premise was really simple. We would take chefs out for a night on the town. They would take us to their favorite restaurants and eat and drink, and then eventually go back to their restaurants and cook what we called a Munchies meal. And uh, ultimately, that actually launched our website, which is now called Munchies. And that series has been retitled Chef's Night Out we've shot over 200 episodes of the show. We've been all over the world from Russia to Japan to Mexico to you name it. And ultimately, this cookbook is a culmination of all of those munchies meals. So it's a it's pretty crazy. It's like the world's best chefs and what they like to eat when they're a little bit under the influence.
2: So this is basically just like everyone's favorite drunk food.
1: Yeah, it's it's a health book, really. You
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> and who are some of the chefs who have given you their recipes?
1: So there's everyone from Christina Tosi of Milk Bar here in Brooklyn. We have Enrique Olvera, who is one of the world's best chefs from Pujol in Mexico City. Uh, Wiley Dufresne from WD50. Lee Tiernan from the UK, who's one of my personal favorites. Um, the list goes on and on. But ultimately, the best part of the cookbook, in my opinion, is that these are the dishes that really show who these people are when they're not actually cooking foods for their restaurants. And um, my favorite recipe in the book is from Jamie Bissonette for this chapter we call it The Morning After, for obvious reasons. And uh, it's really simple. It's scrambled eggs and potato chips, but it's for a bad hangover. And you scramble the eggs, crush in your favorite potato chips, and put it back into the bag. And on the surface, it seems really simple. But in actuality, when you eat it, it's a Spanish tortilla.
2: Mm, that sounds delicious. <laughs> this is making me very hungry. One of the things that you know, I was sort of struck by reading through the book is that these really are, as you say, like the meals that chefs want to cook for themselves when they're having that like most elemental of cravings. Were there any recipes that you got that really surprised you that you were like, I didn't think this chef would ever eat something like this?
1: Well, I think, you know, ultimately what's so interesting is to really look at all these recipes and, you know, yes, some of them are when you are drunk and hungry, but there, there really are some that are complex. Um, Fet Schwader from Keo made this beautiful dish. It's a beer and butter-basted crab in a black bean sauce. And you want to eat it with toasted bread and a little aioli, and it's perfect. It's like really good dinner party food. And I think ultimately they showcase the elements of who they are.
2: On a scale of one to 10, how easy are most of these dishes to make for a sort of lay person?
1: Yeah, so I would definitely say there's something for everyone. You know, there's everything from really delicious um, one pot sticky chicken wings from Andrew Zimmern, who is the host of Bizarre Foods. They're so easy to make. And they're honestly, one of the things that I have no self control in general, but Of any recipe in the book, that's probably the one that I eat too much of because they're so good. And they take no time. And then there's recipes that are a bit more sophisticated in terms of planning. You know, the oxtail curry from uh, State Bird Provisions in San Francisco. You got to, like, make it a few hours before you go out on the town. But the longer you let it sit, all the flavors marinate together, and it's totally worth it. So what was it like
2: transitioning from being editor-in-chief of a website to now being the editor
1: of a book? Ultimately, it's been really fun. You know, I think a lot of people ask us, why did we decide to go into cookbook publishing? It seems sort of analog, especially for a digital company. And I think that um, we're living in this time right now where cookbooks are getting published more than ever. Um, Every restaurant, every chef that you love and follow is, is doing one, and it's a really exciting time. So for us, when we created this cookbook, it was our first moment to really get into that world. And the process was hilariously fun. We had an amazing photographer, Brayden Olson, who we worked with, and um, an amazing illustrator named Justin Hager. And uh, with them, we kind of created this uh, world that sort of felt like we were reliving Chef's Night Out in the studio as we shot it. So we had a
0: great time. For more info on the new Munchies cookbook, go to vice.com. And here are the headlines. Republicans quietly gutted a major consumer protection Tuesday that allowed consumers to band together for class action lawsuits against big banks and credit card companies. In a major victory for Wall Street, the Senate killed the rule by one vote, cast by Vice President Mike Pence. The banking industry has been lobbying hard against the regulation, and Republicans have been bent on striking down the rule since it was first published by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau in July. The measure will now go to Trump's desk for signature. The rule's removal will impact tens of millions of consumers who have signed up for credit cards, checking accounts or prepaid cards. Richard Cordray, the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, said on Tuesday, quote, Wall Street won, and ordinary people lost. And City officials announced on Monday that New York City will begin phasing out the famous MetroCard, the pass used to enter the city's transit system. MetroCards, which are pretty easy to lose and rack up millions for the city in unused rides, have been around since the 1990s. Other major cities have long since moved on to electronic, tap-to-ride payment methods, similar to Apple Pay. Starting next year, New York City will finally join them once the MTA installs the new system across hundreds of bus and subway stations in the city. But don't toss your card yet. New electronic systems won't be fully up and running until 2020. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,